0: Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We, all of us, have a reluctance to see our problems as the result of our own actions. The more serious the issue, the more creative we become in our explanations, to the point of absurdity at times. Years ago, a radio student of mine had a unique twist on the age-old excuse. When I asked him why he'd handed his assignment in late, he said, with all sincerity, my dog ate my contact lenses. (laughs) Laughable and ridiculous, obviously, but illustrative of what has become the typical attitude. Hell is the other people, is how Sartre characterized it, and this lack of awareness is a serious problem in our world today. It's led to obese women suing their mothers as being responsible for their fatness, or one country so convinced the problem is out there that they drop bombs on others or erect walls to keep the others out Seeing our own problems as caused by another makes us lose contact with our inner lives, meaning we alienate ourselves from wisdom and knowledge. Analytical Trilogy, the science of the human interior, today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We are streaming on the Stop Radio Network, available through iTunes. You'll find us in the News Talk section on iTunes Radio or streaming directly from our site at stopradio.org. We also have Facebook pages and all that stuff for spreading our station around, so please do that. Help us spread it and get it around, please. After all, we're in, we're in 2012 now, and the combination of the numerous protests around the world, along with the numerous environmental, economic, political crises reaching ahead, should alert us that things are changing or need to change. And the scientific consciousness broadcast on our Stop Radio Network programs is essential if we're to effect meaningful change. So please... Spread our work, that's how we grow, and how we can let more people know about Norberto Kepi's important science of psychosociopathology that gives us the knowledge of the roots of our problems. It's pretty hard to solve our problems, you know, if we don't have this science, and thank God we do now. Well, we have a full show today, so I want to jump right in with with a special guest. We've had actually a slew of guests joining us in Brazil this month for all of our festivals and social projects. July is a winter holiday month down here, so we've been able to focus on those projects a little bit. One of our visitors is David Podanjgoash, a Hungarian engineer living in Switzerland and fascinated with the Kepi motor. Susan Berkeley and I spoke with him recently about his experience. David, you've been uh, enjoying your experience here with the Kepi motor. Maybe it would be good to get your perspective on the Kepi motor and the potential it has, the power it has to to solve our energy and and technology problems today.
1: Um, The background is quite easy. In 2010, in September, um, Cesar Schors, together with uh, Roberto uh, Frascari, They made an introduction in in Austria, in Bregenz, in September, and I attended this course. I already knew something about Kape Motor, but very little. Now, at this introduction, I got excited, really excited and started to contact uh, César and was seeking uh, change and exchanging um, knowledge. And so I got excited with César and Roberto, so um, I had uh, mail uh, contact with Claudia, and she urged me to come to to Brazil, and uh, after an additional introduction in December 2010 by César in Lucerne in Switzerland, I uh, finally decided last year in August to come. Then I uh, set up an, um, a concept uh, for introduction of the cappe motor in Europe, especially for a very specific application which uh, definitely could not be realized due to inappropriate uh, partners in Germany and in in europe all right
2: uh, so David, let me ask you a question so you 're an engineer I am an engineer uh, what is it about this technology that you found so so interesting that made you come all the way to Brazil. What was different about this technology compared to the other free energy motors that you've you've studied?
1: It's easy to answer. It does work, and all the other ones are promising.
0: <laughs> a lot. I mean, and doing... That sounds so mundane, so <laughs> prosaic.
1: But it's, you've
2: looked it's... at all the data, and you've looked no, at the no, no, studies, and no, no, no,
1: just. I, I looked the principle. First of all, I looked at the principle as very first I read again and again Dr. Kepes' book of uh, the new physics, which was, a, I have to tell you, it was a revelation for me and not the book itself, not what Dr. Kappa is writing and saying because, to be frank, I didn't understand everything. But in the introduction, there was a Brazilian um, scientist. The name is... Salvatore De Salvo er uh, he was he became to be the scientist of the year in 2001 yes and he made a short description about what uh, this uh, insight of Dr Capel all about and in one point which was a revelation for myself it's what he stated that the Maxwell equations uh, had to have originally and scalar part of it and it could be only solved by by quadruple um, calculation of the mathematics which is a very a very terrific calculation and nobody could do this and just to be very short about it what uh, what was so uh, frightening and uh, amazing for me that we on the university we learned of course every engineer learns the Maxwell equations this is some kind of the Bayes equation of the universe describing any power field or any potential field, magnetic or electric field, anything. But we didn't learn that the original Maxwell equation had and have an, 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 a scalar part of it. and because In-
0: Included it, scalar it, energy it, inside of course, the formula. Of course,
1: the formula itself. And, but it couldn't be solved mathematically because of this very sophisticated quadrupole uh, calculation which was needed to solve it. And at this time, when Maxwell introduced it, 19... 20 around or even even earlier, it was not it was not possible to solve this mathematical uh, method. And then in 1950 around, two American uh, scientists, um, Heaviside and Gibbs, mm-hmm. they became even the uh, the uh, Nobel Nobel Prize for for this achievement. It was 19, 1930 around. They just took the scalar part. A way of the equation, they just discarded, decided to discard a scalar part.
0: From the formula?
1: From the formula of Maxwell formula. And then it could be solved by so-called vector calculus. And that's what we learned on the university in the early 60s, uh, late 60s too, Maxwell equations without scalar, just a vector formula, which was simply cheating us and cheating millions and millions of scientists and angels throughout <laughs> this world.
2: So the scalar part is the part that allows for energy coming from the universe, right? That's it, that yes. Tesla uh, the great scientist Nikolai Tesla observed yeah. Yeah. that there is an energy that he called free energy, and yeah. of course he tried to de- he developed yeah. many devices to channel this energy, which unfortunately were never allowed to be marketed and to benefit humanity but this this um, so this is now this is part of this famous equation right and and Kepi has retaken this research, right? Yes. And, yes. and allowing the development of a device that. Has the missing
1: piece, it's the missing shame, link? It's a shaming for us engineers that it must be a uh, psychologist who has to, <laughs> to reinvent for us engineers again the, the Maxwell equations. But that's
0: because he understood the principle of inversion, and that's why he was and able because, to disinvert. And Because this he idea.
1: was really interested and not lazy like we engineers were oh, lazy.
0: Yeah. David, why do you think they these uh, two scientists, Gibbs and Heaviside and Gibbs? Heaviside and Gibbs. Why do you think they they wanted to remove this... Uh... They
1: didn't understand it, and they considered it as absolutely unnecessary and meaningless. Okay. And so, and but, they wanted to solve this equation, and they solved, because with... Co- uh, with uh, Once
0: you take the essential energy out, yes, it's easy to it, solve. It's it solved to mathematically
1: with, uh, with vector calculus. It's easily solvable, and... Just, just, just to to explain it, and then the, um, all the, the the succeeding or su- um, the, the, um, the research of of mathematics and theoretical physics was introduced with a lot of hundreds of, of Nobel prizes because the Maxwell equation without the scalar energy part, are not contiguous. Yeah. They do not solve, they cannot describe the universe. With the scalar, including with the scalar, they can describe yeah. the universe. Oh,
0: interesting. But, but, but removing that, Susan and David, without removing telling
1: us without telling, without without telling what
0: they were doing, this has serious implications of because course. it removes from our technology the, the sort of transcendental part of science, doesn't it? Now, scientists have, because they are based on
1: materialistic uh, inspiration, they have to, to, to look for, with billions and billions of, of dollars or euros, in the CERN, in, 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 in Geneva. Right, in that and, co- particle and, and, look, collider. Yes, this particle, yeah. large, large, hard-on particle collider, LGH, large, 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 large hadron collider is this. And with, which just, just to imagine, with what, what immense material... Um, material uh, means they have to do it it's a circular tunnel um, I think 120 metres below surface has a total length of 27 kilometres kilometers, yeah. 27 kilometres and must be kept on a, on a temperature of minus 270, it's nearly the absolute zero point, just 3, three degrees higher than the absolute zero point and it takes months, even a year, to get this low temperature, and with a very huge magnet, the electromagnets which which are, uh, accelerate those particles, just to see with those amount, uh, this this 27 uh, kilometer long tunnel at this low temperature, the amount of energy is needed for accelerate those those, um, particles. those particles. Particle accelerator. For one minute, would be sufficient to supply geneva for a year all energy lightning everything everything the whole city for a, for a whole year for one minute yeah. and it's for for just for for because it's based on on um, the explanation of ha- having everything material so yeah. they are looking for a material particle which cannot be
0: this is the, I think, the wonderful thing of the Kepi motor. It's it's reintroducing us to what Tesla discovered, and maybe other scientists too. I don't know, of this uh, transcendental component yep. to 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 the energy field to nature. That there is energy coming from the transcendental part that has not been considered in our technology today, which is why our technology is so destructive reintroducing this again makes our technology much healthier, right?
1: This causes the, the problems engineers in, and, and yeah. factories, who we try to convince them to, to produce motors on large, because uh, it cannot be explained and described with mathematical meanings of today, and just have to be proven by, by, by experience and by, by uh, um, experiments. Empirically, absolutely empirically, and uh, there are some some other problems, which which just engineering problems, which has to be overcome. But I I really very highly accept and very highly um, regard the effort the motor engineers are doing. And by the way, to come over to to my aim now, I have good friends in Switzerland, um, two engineers who are able to and and this dedicated and decided uh, together with me to make an an um, prototype say of the kep motor just uh, just on the high efficiency kep motor for being able to introduce and impress even uh, professional um, um, electromotor factories which have we have already the contact so this is the way just to bring together uh, the 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 disinversion of the physics and the realization out of today's means which, which we have in, in engineering.
0: We are thinking with Heaviside in Gibbs's head, you see? This is the <laughs> challenge we have. Thanks very much for joining us. Wonderful to have you here. We are back in just a moment on thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network to look at the science of the human interior. Roberto Kepi's Analytical Trilogy in just a moment.
2: Home to thinking with somebody else's head, healing through consciousness, analyzing the 1% and The Conscious Company. This is the Stop Radio Network. This is Susan Berkeley, host of The Conscious Company on the Stop Radio Network. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? If so, congratulations! It's exciting, it's challenging, it's liberating, and I believe ethically run, service oriented small businesses, conscious companies as I call them, have the power to save our countries no matter where you live. But it isn't easy to go it alone. Over 20 years ago, Norberto Cappi pioneered the trilogical business model, and businesses who followed his leadership are thriving today. These days, there's mentoring, training programs, and resources to help you form employee-owned trilogical businesses, including the possibility of coming to Brazil for training and apprenticeship. For more information on this cutting-edge business model, visit www.healingthroughconsciousness.com and contact Rich Jones at stop.org.br. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, programs all available through our site at stop.org.br now back to thinking with somebody else's head on the stop radio network
0: our program is thinking with somebody else's head we are on the stop radio network and we have a veritable army of Americans with us today
3: yeah and soon and soon on the Hungarian
0: and soon on the Hungarian who is not there I guess Hungarians are not Americans are they <laughs> what? I, I guess <laughs> not. But, but there are many from hun- Hungary. Yeah, but there, I know, of course, there are, there are many Hungarians in America. Oh,
3: there must way. be. All right,
0: for sure. So we have a South American, Claudia yes. Baron Pacheco. three North Americans, me, our dear friend Susan Berkeley from New York, who's visiting for another week or so, Bob Butler, who's been singing to all the students and making them happy <laughs> here for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we were talking before the show. About uh, sort of what we're going to talk about today, and one of the ideas that came up in in claudia 's uh, uh, pre or sort of pre comments to us were the idea that we are very uh, exteriorized in our society today, and this is causing a lot of problems for us in understanding ourselves right
3: Yes, Richard, one of the most important pieces or aspects of Dr. Kepi's work is what he developed the technique of interiorization interiorization technique so when we had to say this in English it's like a a, a new word isn't it you didn't have in a dictionary I still don't know if you have it Uh, but in France they didn't have it it either but after we went there they put it in La Rousse dictionary. yes so interiorization
0: which is interiorization.
3: It's not introversion. It's not introjection. It's a totally new concept that was brought by Kepi in his work of psychoanalysis. So in psychology to introject is to bring inside aspects, values, ideals, whatever components, psychological components bringing from outside to inside. So I see in my father a good action or a good attitude, a good value, a good behavior. So I interject, I bring to myself something that is outside. Or if I grew up in a, in a bad ne- neighborhood and then I adopted. As valuable, some criminal behaviors. I interjected something.
0: Now you take something and like inject, right? You yeah. like sort of stick it inside yourself yeah. in some way.
3: Yeah, okay. and I can really integrate that thing in my my being uh, because through the RNA we can change our DNA. So we can change our
0: beings. By what we introject inside By us. what we interject.
3: Now Introversion is a, a, a word that Jung liked to, sp- to speak a lot. Introverted and extroverted personalities. So there is even a test, a psychological test, of intro-extroversion.
0: Yeah, Myers-Briggs, I think, Claudia, based on Jung's work, yes.
3: And then you will see that the, that person is more uh, prone to be inside himself like closed off and, and uh, uh, in his own feelings and emotions and thoughts or if he pays more attention to the outer world. Extroverted. So there are some countries that are typically extroverted and other countries that are typically introverted like Swedish people. They are typically introverted and Americans in general, North and Southern Americans, they are extroverted, mostly. Even I don't. I'm not sure about Canadian people.
0: I, I, a I'm not of sure. A mixture. Yeah. yeah. A little bit more English, so a little bit more Intro. introverted, maybe. Yeah.
3: Now, interiorization <laughs> is something different. Is the movement, the attitude of looking and, and 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 living one's inner life. It's the way we have access to our being, to our psychological, to our spiritual, which is the biggest and the most important part of our beings. Our bodies are like like a small Casca.
0: They're they're like a a shell. They're along for the ride.
3: It's it's just a a manifestation. It's it's the vibration of the soul inside time and space. So our bodies could be the vibration of our soul um, inside time and space. And if we would not have fallen and caught inside time and space, even our bodies would be... In a vibration that would be uh, transcendental. So, the majority of important things are in this inner life. What do we have there? We have our intelligence, we have our intuition, we have our good emotions, the feelings, the perceptions, everything we are. Is in in this inner life, which Keppi also brought this concept of inner life. Inner life doesn't mean unconscious, doesn't mean consciousness, doesn't mean uh, intellect, doesn't mean the will, doesn't mean. But it mean mean all of this together in even more. So the inner life encompasses everything a being is, and our society the habits of our society, they lead us not to have contact with our inner lives, as Kepi names it, our psychological inner life. So, all our talents, all our richnesses, our enlightenment is in, in, in our inner lives. What we really are, this, the core of the being, is in our inner self.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a student a little bit about this in a different way, Claudia, about the difference between movement and vibration. Mm -hmm. We have this kind of exterior movement is all around us, you know, this consuming and uh, Internet and television, all these external activities. And extroverted. Yes.
3: Sometimes people are introverted, but they are in this extroversion, in this externalization of attention. They pay attention to the Internet. They pay attention in other people. They pay attention in nature. They pay whatever. But uh, books... Uh, movies, whatever, but they pay attention to outer beings, to the other beings, to the other things, to the other uh, external life. And this cripple human beings and make us very sick without energy because we get our energy through our inner lives, through this inner core of the being, through the living of this. Consciously living our inner lives. So this is like an enigma. It's like a challenge. It's like a uh, a blank yeah. for many people. They don't know even that they have this yeah. kind of yeah. thing.
0: And what does it mean? What are you talking what about? What is
3: this? Inner life? What is this? Yeah. And so some of the clients, were, were, when we spoke about inner lives, they spoke about homeostatics or the blood or the cells. So they, they didn't know how to distinguish yeah. But all of them have access. But it's being like a bad habit, a a cultural attitude that people get, like, have this division. They are split. They don't um, live what they are. They don't live themselves. And by doing so, they get weak and they get sick mentally and physically
0: and socially. Now you're talking about interiorization as being the way in to this inner life. Could you give us an example of interiorization? So
3: then here comes the challenge. <laughs> How can we access have access to this inner life now that we lost it? Through meditation? Through Zen Buddhism? Through reflection? Through arts? Through prayer? how. Cappy, in his work, in his scientific work, which encompasses theology, philosophy, and science, he got to a technique or a method which is extremely effective because people who are very much distant from who they are and don't know themselves, they need Mirrors. So, the first person to apply the mirror technique, the mirroring technique was Dr. Kepi a long, long time ago, around forty years ago so since he started with this technique, some people started also to apply this in a more shallow way, look what your f- what your finger shows it's your it's yeah, like you, you, point you, out you with one yourself. finger in. yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. but this came after Dr keppy's technique and uh, so how it, how does this work uh, through the understanding of new physics you can see that we resonate we vibrate with things and people and values and objects and beings that are in the same level of vibration yeah. so you have the pendules pendulum. pendulum that you can observe in, 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 in physics you can see this a, a a cord or a pendule?
0: If you have a cord with pendulas hanging from it, the pendula that are at the same level, same length of, of string, they will, if you, if you make put one in motion, the ones at the same level will yeah. resonate in motion at the same time, the others will not be moved.
3: So we vibrate like a violin. We vibrate in different levels, in different... Um,
0: Levels of resonance. uh, Yeah,
3: different frequencies and levels of resonance. So everything that touches you, especially touches you, in a good way or in a negative way, is resonating with you. So how to distinguish then what is inside of us looking outside, especially what disturbs us most or what makes us happier or what vibrates, what touches us innerly in some way. So if a client comes in a session of analysis, they bring something that is disturbing them or something that is making them feel excited, passionate. And So what we have to do is to not and and this technique must be studied because it's not like a an easy formula. Yeah. You have to, as a, an analyst, to have a um, a training to know how to do this interiorization, because then you ask for free associations and then you use the Capian te- uh, dialectic to bring this to the inner life. So I'll give a very easy, very very easy, sh- shallow example. Generally, wives—they come and they complain about their husbands. (laughs) My husband is causing me.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I've heard that before.
3: This is so common. So my husband did this. My husband did that. He's. He doesn't let me live my life in freedom. I can't be happy with him. And he is always uh, contradicting me and and forbidding me to do this or that. So um, very simply speaking here now, so we ask the lady, what does she associate her, her husband with? And she will probably say censorship, Uh, Intransigence, intolerance. Dictatorship. uh, Mm -hmm. Dictatorship sometimes, Sometimes, yes. Envy. Um, And then we have to, to bring this to the inner life of the person. So what do you see through him? How your own intransigence, your own intolerance, your own envy hinders you from being fully, what you could be and what you could do. And this is very important because we are all plenty of pathologies, and our pathology is always a denial of our sanity. And this is something that we can come back in the next um, momentum, if you like.
0: I was dealing with this with students last night, Claudia. A lot of students project into English all of their difficulties, seeing that they're, the problem is the English and not the problems that they have in their lives in all sorts of areas, not just with learning languages. So it's very powerful, this method of interiorization. It helps people a lot. We're on thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network, Claudia Bernhard-Pasheko, Bob Butler, Susan Berkeley, and I will be back in just a moment.
2: You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. This is the Stop Radio Network. Broadcasting from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Back in 1986, Norberto kepi wrote a book that predicted the worldwide economic crisis we're facing today. Liberation of the People critiques the pathology of power that lies at the base of our inverted social system and points the way out. This is essential reading for anyone wanting to find out how we got in such a mess and how we can get out. Liberation of the People, available in print or downloadable versions now at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org.br. Now back to Thinking With Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network.
0: Thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network, Claudia Bernhard and we have a new mm. guest from Switzerland.
3: Hello, David.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: I apologize myself for this very deep and seemingly very masculine voice. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I the radio. This is not a problem for us. <laughs> I just got cold, and but coming out um, after some some initial session with claudia i'm feeling much better
3: yeah so that's what interi- we are you, speaking about about interiorization it, yeah. technique so th- this is a, a live example of what happens when you are able to become conscious of your inner life and this is what happens in the technique of interiorization when you are able to see oh oh, so this that I see outside is really inside of me. And it could be also outside and inside. Some people don't understand. They say, But is this purely a merely a projection? Or am I speaking only about myself? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, but many times we confuse and we project onto
0: other people our inner contents. Could, could I use an example, Claudia? My, my sister was here a number of years ago, and she was joining us in our uh, hotel in Kambukira. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophie, one of our Swedish friends, invited her to go horseback riding, which my sister loves. But my sister had troubles enjoying the horseback riding because she felt sorry for the horses because <laughs> <laughs> the horses are not, you know, there. There are some horses that have difficult conditions as the people are rather poor in that area. That and so the so she was very identified with with the, the horse, the poverty of the horse. Yeah, the mm-hmm. poor horse. How would we we because the the situation is real. The horse mm-hmm. was uh, not as well nourished as what she was used to. Mm-hmm. So how, how could we help her to... Could occur?
3: you maybe be in her place and sure. do the associations? Sure. Okay. So I would ask her, what does she associate that horse, right. the, the horse she was
0: riding right. with? Right. So do you, what do you think she might say? She would say poverty, probably poverty, and uh, something not being uh, provided for them. She would feel sorry, pity. No, pity was her feeling, not the horse. Right. So it's okay. So then, I would say the poverty, not being looked after and not not being cared for well enough.
3: Okay. So and like horses in themselves, uh, what does she associate uh,
0: with? Freedom and uh, a, uh, opportunity for her to express uh, power, grace. Okay. So Richard,
3: you putting this in your inner life, what do you see through this? That you don't take care properly, you don't feed, you don't give that importance to your good power, the inner grace, your freedom, and the true use you can do of your freedom. So you are impoverished.
0: Yes, I'm impoverished in those areas.
3: In those areas. You are impoverishing yourself. So you are like poor horse that could be in your full strength of freedom and grace and power and good power but you are not taking care properly it of is this.
0: exactly true of my sister, Claudia. We, I could say that directly about my sister, my family in general, but my sister for sure, that there's all of this grace and beauty and power and dignity that's not being expressed as it could and
3: be. And sometimes even you.
0: And some, many times even me.
3: And myself, yeah. and Susan, and David, and mm-hmm. Bob, because we don't use even 90 or 95% of our capacity. And this is because we are extra ternalized we are extroverted we are looking f- everything outside goodness coming from others and evil coming from others too or external lives so we do we are really not aware that we have l- like such a power energetic power inside of us that can be harmful if we don't use it and we can create we can detonate our health cancer it's it's the same process as a an atom bomb. What an atom bomb causes in a human body <laughs> is what we cause to ourselves in a negative energy, energetic attitude. So we detonate our, ourselves without acknowledging. All the autoimmune diseases. Yes, also.
2: Exactly this.
3: Yes. Right? So uh, when we are like interiorized, more interiorized, we get... We have access to such an an amount of energy that comes from the Creator directly that this can perform miracles. Miracles are performed like this. Uh, You see sometimes miracles being performed in churches or in, in our office, in our clinic. Miracles can be performed, not because of magic, but because for some reason that is... Normally, uh, not common in our lives, we have access for a moment, for instance, uh, to our this, uh, uh, this a, incredible yeah, as David calls enlightenment, because people don't want to be enlightened. Being enlightened means, at the same time, having responsibility or having or getting responsibility for our pathology. For what we don't do, for our omission, and seeing our upside down, inverted attitude. Yeah,
0: it also means that we have to accept to be enlightened. <laughs> it's not yes. we're doing the enlightenment, <laughs> and to be
3: in touch with Creator. So the true spil- spirituality of the future will have very little to do with institutional religions. <laughs> the true spirituality will be this interiorization and because this provides direct link with the creator and the direct energetic uh, food for us so through this we can enlarge our lives a lot extend our lifespan. A lot, because we will get energized properly.
0: Sure, and uh, I have a much more profound experience of life and love and all these things that you yes. we're talking about.
3: Also about your, our influence in nature. Yeah. Uh, human beings have an enormous influence in, in nature, in uh, trees and plants and animals and everything. So this is already more than proved by uh, the the more modern science like radionics and radiestesia. We speak in Portuguese, radionica and radiestesia. And paranormal studies.
0: So this process of interiorization you're talking about is directly opposite uh, of what we see everywhere in the world today. Yes. almost everywhere in the world yes. maybe there are some cultures as you said who are, that are a little bit more in contact with internal values but most of our world today is very much concerned about what's going on outside right
3: yes Next very time. much interested in sensorial lives uh, things and uh, material things and money, power, prestige or prestige is something that is very much linked to, to materialism because you don't want to be prestigious because of your virtues or your talents but or your good deeds but because of what you have. Yeah, How you look. How you look, like narcissistic attitudes. And also sex and food and having things so... We are caught in this sensorialism or consumerism uh, which is one of the biggest pathologies ever, as Kepi says. Consumerism over... Like overcame other
0: pathologies is, nowadays. Is larger than because
3: you. it detaches us from our inner
0: lives. It's yeah. very pathological. We we did a program on this where you said that uh, you talked with Dr. Kepi about consumerism being yeah. worse than alcoholism, yeah. drug addiction, yeah. because it creates this socio-economic drama. Everybody mm-hmm. trying to compete to get more, mm. and it's a, it caused a terrible decay in the spirituality of what yeah. it means to be human. Yeah. So this is a serious and it's,
3: problem. And it's it's seen as valuable. It's as uh, reasonable. It's good
1: for the economy of nations, and it's totally the opposite. And the whole, whole um, industry of advertising, which proves and and implants in each human mind to consume what you not really need.
3: Yeah, and this started with. Susan, who started this?
2: Well, Bernays. Bernays. Edward Bernays was Freud's nephew. Yeah. And at the turn of the last century, he traded on Freud's name. He said, I have this amazing psychological process by which we can influence and get people to buy and do our bidding that came from my uncle. And he Uh, helped to promote the war, the First World War. He helped to uh, introduce cigarettes to women. He was very diabolical because, for example, at the time, women didn't vote. So it was during the suffragette movement, and women would march. um, He organized a march of women down Fifth Avenue, the the major street in New York City, Dressed as the Statue of Liberty, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> to
3: introduce the cigarettes.
2: Uh, yes, to yeah. link the yeah. concept of Freedom? liberty yeah. with cigar- cigarettes.
3: Yeah. Which is right the opposite. Yeah, then you become slave of the, the cigarettes.
2: Because before that, women didn't smoke. Yeah. They, so they cigarettes. were free of that. They were free. Yeah. A lady didn't smoke, but yeah. not after Bernays got it. Yeah, But he,
3: he worked with whom? In the United States.
2: Rockefeller.
3: Rockefeller and the presidents. Yes. So it became a philosophy, a policy of the nation that all Americans should consume. And this became a policy, a national philosophy, a national value it 's like being American means buying and consuming and, and being happy
2: through the goods you can buy for yourself. They say the uh, the American consumer sustains our economy yeah. and without them, the economy falls. yeah, so
3: this is an inverted uh, an upside down concept because that 's exactly what made the United States be the country which has the biggest ever debt of any nation in in the planet. So trillions of dollars they will never be able to to pay back.
0: Uh, Not to uh, mention how we destroyed the resources of the planet with this yes, kind of mentality. Yes,
3: yes. So this Rockefellerian, Rockefellerian. <laughs> attitude became American. Like, to be American means to follow Rockefeller's values. And these values are against human beings and nature and everything. So this disease took over most of the nations, even the Communists all nations became consumers and consumer value or economy now is the present dictate yeah. of all nations
1: yeah. which okay. is which is uh, to be exact the deepest materialism you can ever consider of
3: yes so the planet got disenergized. can I say this deenergized energized
2: de-energized.
3: de-energized. So, the planet not only is consuming all the energy from the material life, oil and all this fossil fossil fuels, fossil fuels um and it's depleting the planet not only this, but human beings yeah. got very weak, so you see so many people that are fat that are obese, obese. obese. because they, they they think energy will come from food. And the, the less in contact they are with their inner lives, the less energy they will have. So they eat more. So a person who is obese is obese because he's lacking this inner contact, living the inner life where the energy, the true energy comes from.
0: Yeah. Any kinds of these addictions are this, aren't they? This yes. The desire to get on the outside something that's the lacking. The energy
3: inside. which is lacking yeah. from this inner source, which is so important for us to, to to be and to live. So the only chance, the only way for a, a humanity to to be more balanced, to have a healthier life, more quality of life, to get back to development, to restart again to recuperate will be uh, uh, an enormous, a massive teaching of this inversion that we should be in contact with our inner lives, even people knowing that they have an inner life, that they don't know. What is this? So there must be a, a whole education, a planetary education in this sense. Uh, People who go to churches and they want to jump and go through a a priest, through a pastor, through a rabbi, or through a um, a ceremony, external ceremony, to get to God, they would never get to God. God is reachable in our inner lives only, through our inner selves. Jesus said this. He taught this. Two thousand years ago, He spoke about this, that you never reach God through external actions. So, Maybe we are in a a position, in a situation where either we turn back to our inner lives and we have to be humble and to see our pathologies as well because we don't have only good things inside presently. We have a lot of bad things and pathologies inside.
0: That's part of the process of interiorization Yes,
3: and this is very humbling. Uh, but very um, satisfactory. As as soon as we accept to be humbled or to humble ourselves, then we feel an enormous satisfaction because at the same time, we have access to the sanity. We conscientize the obstacle. We conscientize the door, like envy, arrogance, stinginess. Narcissism. Narcissism, egotism, whatever. And materialism. We become conscious of the obstacle. And then it fades away and we go directly to our sanity. So it's very much um, worth it. And it's not something that we can cheat. must be very honest. Because then, otherwise, we, we don't, we cannot have access to this. So that's why some people have access and get healed and improve and feel better. And some others, they come and they do their sessions, but they don't. And they reject because they don't want to humble themselves enough or sufficiently.
0: A great man is always willing to be little, Ralph Waldo Emerson once said. And it reminds me of what Norberto Kepi is always reminding us. To serve the world, we need to forget ourselves a little. And herein lies perhaps our biggest challenge. We don't want to forget ourselves. We want to serve ourselves and have the world serve us too. But true wisdom comes from the humility to see our true selves and all our warts, and put ourselves in action to help others. That's a big challenge. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Our program is Thinking With Somebody Else's Head. We're streaming on the Stop Radio Network, and it's wonderful to have you along with us. Bye-bye for now.